Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So U.S. Open came and uh, went through Los Angeles. You know yeah. that I'm, I'm the golf person. I was out there all day on Friday and had a wonderful time. And LACC is just gorgeous. And like I said, I've lived here virtually my entire life, and I wasn't exactly sure where it was. And I'm a golf guy. Yep. And we finally got to see it on TV. It was stunningly beautiful on TV. It was stunningly beautiful in per- in mm-hmm. person. <clears throat> Not the easiest walk in the world. It's like it's a real up and down kind of an ass kicker along the way. What did did you get to see any of on TV? Did the vibe on TV come through at all? So I'm not going to be the best person to ask on this. I know it was kind of a exciting final round yesterday. I know Wyndham Clark wins the yeah. whole thing. Rory kind of this his putt game ain't happening. But I was I'm not one that's glued into U.S. Open. I'm not one glued into golf. I'm I'm probably one of the few that this is kind of I gotta. And Rory's a big enough name, sure. But I gotta be at home sitting on my couch, and somebody's got to say, "Hey, you should tune into this," or I'm not gonna be. It, tuning it's in. funny because I was flipping around, and everybody was dumping on it. Oh, the vibe was bad, and there was no oh, people really? out there, and it, the energy was non-existent. I'm like, I I can only speak for what I experienced in person, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. It was terrific. I can see where on TV people were not super feeling it the way that they were because you were. A ways away from a lot of the action because uh, it was just it, you can't get close to some of these spots only the players can get there but it was amazing and and, and I, I i want to defend my town i want to defend a sport that i do like but it was it's getting hammered publicly and i don't like it okay so it. so what is the um what, what's your membership look like now uh yeah, I don't think that that's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. There's a lot of radio guys out there. I don't think that's really the. Uh, you have to be a titan of industry, I think, to be I, a member. I out thought, there. I thought that the only reason why you were going on Friday, it was kind of like, hey, come take a look at the course. We want you to see this place and come take a shower. Yeah, I, have you I tried the showers? One, right. So that's one of those days. Sunscreen, sunscreen, yeah, yeah, yeah. sunscreen, yep. sunscreen, sweat, sweat, more sunscreen. At the end of the day, just you can just, done. You leave like a slick on the shower room floor. <laughs> it's just, just awful sweat and sunscreen and everything. Were you else. wearing Vans the whole time as well? I did wear my Vans. Were the, they a good choice? They were a good choice. They were okay. a much better choice on Friday at the golf tournament than they were yesterday yesterday at disneyland (laughs) on concrete all day long for 10 hours not a great choice what what was your strategy for disneyland yesterday did you go somewhere first like or did you just kind of like wing it ping-ponged all over the place what did you and wasn't it the corn dog that you were oh yeah road dog that's on the way out you get that you didn't get that one on the way out no No, we we did not do the the road corn dog (laughs) well kelly and michael stayed a little longer than susan and i did it was great because we got to spend the whole day together all four of us but um so that's a lot of time standing around. It's was a lot it your Father's th- Day present was just stand around and it have was, a good it, time? My Father's Day present was getting to spend time with my family, and it was wonderful. And it's I great enjoyed here. that a great deal. It's great. And Bobby way, went to the uh, U.S. Open. Aww. The the Tyler here thing, just it's, it's a post-it note for you it's yeah. while you were out. Yes. Uh, Morales was with us on Friday, yes. and he wants me to announce when I'm going to Tyler speak. here. For oh. the listener's sake. Yeah. Hi, Tyler. Because evidently I'm unidentifiable otherwise. I see. So yeah. Tyler here. 
Hi, and Tyler. I think the most important question to ask you is, did you finally wash your feet after a weekend long <laughs> worth of treading around? I don't no, think you did. I don't no, think I, I don't did. Think did. I think I, yeah. I washed. I took well, multiple <laughs> showers. But his legs. So you don't bend down. No, and no, because his legs were bit. sore already, and his back was sore. He walked a lot. Bend your knees. So how is he going to? There's options here. No, I don't think I did. You I washed. I washed down there? to about my knees, and mm-hmm. then the rest of it, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be. fine. I'm with you, Trav. It's I'm not going to be fine. <laughs> it's probably disgusting. No, I'm good. I'm good. You can come in here and look if you want. I'm. I don't want to. This is also why I don't like uh, Quentin Tarantino films. Take your shoes off. But uh, I have another question, too. So when you ride rides with your family, so yeah. it was a, a group of four, right? Yeah. And so uh, so what's the ride situation? Like, who rides with whom? Kind of like, it up. Is it like by threes, or what does it do? So most of them are two by two, right? Most of them are, you know, pairs. So we sometimes I was with Susan, sometimes I was with Kelly, sometimes mm-hmm. I was with uh, Mike. Sometimes you were solo. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I did on the, uh, one of the... Uh, what's that the what's the movie with the cars so you almost said what's the movie with, with the, the cars? cars it is cars is the pirates of the caribbean movie. and so i got stuck we had an odd number so i was stuck by myself but it was fine. Three across. and we lost the race it's fine bobby says to me on friday he mm-hmm. goes uh, my oldest he says hey uh do we have plans on uh, 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 on Sunday for Father's Day? And I said, well, I think Mom wants to go to Disneyland with everybody. And he goes, oh, okay. Uh, I said, why? What's going on? He goes, well, um, somebody asked me if I wanted to go back to the U.S. Open on Sunday. I'm like, well, yeah, go to the U.S. Open. That sounds amazing. He goes, you don't mind? I'm like, no. I, I, yes, go to the U.S. Open. I wouldn't mind if you had an opportunity to go and didn't go. So, oh, okay, great. So he, he ditched us and went to the Open. Okay. So, you know, not everybody celebrated Father's Day. That's okay. That's all right. (laughs) He got your approval. Why? Of all the people? Yeah. I'm not the one that's going to say, no, come to ride the Pirates of the Caribbean with us instead of going to the U.S. Open. Uh, Bradley Beal is on his way to the Suns. Um, It's going to, going back the other way, Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, and several second-round picks in a pick swap. That, according to ESPN, the price is incredibly low Nothing. for a player. Nothing. Bradley Beal, what is he, a three-time All-Star? He can score. He can shoot. He's playing less games. But I think that kind of speaks to what the league thought of Beal, both Beal's status as a player in the league right now and his contract situation that you were able to get him for an incredibly low price. So, by the way, this is not – it's a little bit more uncommon, even if the league says to themselves, man, that's a really bad contract. Yeah. Even if the league says, you know what, Beal has had some injuries, so it's not like he's yes. playing 65-plus games. Trev, you still really didn't give up anything. I mean, I'm, I'm listen, do the Phoenix Suns now have to take over that contract? They do. But – it's not the first time a bad contract was traded, and it won't be the last time that a bad contract's not traded. And we might sit here in two years from now, and the Phoenix Suns may say, you know what, we had it for two years, cool, let's now shop Beal. He ends up somewhere else where he only has two two years left on schedule. Contracts are, bad contracts are shopped around all the time. The only difference I would say with Bradley Beal is he is just 29, so it's not like he's 33, 34, a little bit older of an age. Chris Paul's contract's getting thrown around. He's 38. Russell Westbrook's contract was getting thrown around 34, 35, whatever. I, I don't know uh, Russ's age right off the top of my head. Um, my initial thoughts on the move, I think the Phoenix Suns are better today than they were 48 hours ago. Um, but they... they the one thing that I'm going to kind of sit back here and try to figure out with the Phoenix Suns, 
you don't have depth. That Kevin Durant trade was a ton of first-rounders, and it was a ton of your depth. So how you fill up the rest of the roster, I don't know. The new coach we know for the for the uh, Phoenix Suns, Frank Vogel, obviously mm-hmm. the former Laker championship coach. Um, are they going to keep DeAndre Ayton? Are they going to decide to trade him? What are they going to do there? They'll be incredibly, incredibly top-heavy, and then not really have much depth after that. But I will say that they were incredibly, incredibly top-heavy in this last playoff run without Bradley Beal, and you added Bradley Beal. And they were out quick. It's... I don't know if they're any better. I, they're they're not worse because, to your point, they didn't have any depth to begin with. They didn't have with. Beal in the playoffs. They didn't have Paul in the playoffs. No, they didn't. I just this, this feels very familiar to me. This feels like the the movie that we've seen over the last three or four seasons that really hasn't worked the way. Didn't work in Brooklyn. Didn't work in L.A. with this. Let's just get some very big names and throw them together and see how it goes. That's what this feels like. This feels very new ownery of, ooh, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Okay, they want four first-round picks. Fine. Send it. It's like, hold on a second. What are we going to have? This is, ooh, Bradley Beal is a name I reckon. Go get that done. Mm-hmm. As When you look at their basketball team, if they keep uh, Aiton – Okay, you got four really good players. Yeah. By Maybe the way, you four can, max contract for, guys. It's like 156 million between those four players. Yeah. It's it's an incredible amount of money. That. Is it more than that? Yeah. Okay, so what do you have beyond that? Literally nothing. So maybe you can flip Aiton for more of some, some roster players, some role players, not unlike what the Lakers did with Russell Westbrook and some of those guys. Don't go big game hunting. Go and find some guys that make your team more complete. Because you look at the Suns. Sure, Kevin Durant's playing less games year after year. The yeah. only guy that I feel 100% great about Book. is Booker. Mm-hmm. Those other two guys don't play and feel like they're getting worse as opposed to better. When I saw that deal, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't scare me. As, as somebody that wants to see the Lakers win, that deal does not make me go, uh-oh, there's another shark in the tank. Just, I don't feel like that at all. If you Okay, let, let me ask you this. So they won two against Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Denver still dominated the series, sure. but they took two from Denver. You really, for the guys that you had, Chris Paul was not a part of that series, right? He had his injury. Bradley Beal becomes your third best player on that team. Now, you could say that there's a little bit of Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, uh-huh, very uh-huh. similar players. I think there's more than a little bit. I think there's a lot of that. But at least good players, right? Devin sure. Booker on his own. You're higher on Beal than I am, but yes, he's a Here's good player. Here's the thing. I'm not crazy about Beal. But I'm also knowing that he's not the franchise player. I'm mm-hmm. knowing that he's not. you're not going in every night saying, Bradley Beal's got to give you 25. You don't. Beal is just a player on a roster that has Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, or I'm sorry, uh, Devin Booker, and then Beal. But if you walk into this season, and the biggest problem for the Phoenix Suns is going to be this. You still got to get through 82 games before you get to the playoffs. And you got two players that you pointed out. They're not going to be there every day. No. Nor is the style. Nor are they probably going to want to be there every day. The one, the one difference between a team like the Clippers and the team, a team like uh, the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers with Kawhi and with Paul George injured in and out of the lineup, they had enough depth to carry them through a regular season. Right, they had enough depth to. We're gonna be be around. The only reason why the Clippers can't make any noise, they, their guys aren't healthy. They, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard aren't there. They never play. The problem with the Phoenix Suns is, if Beal misses thirty five games, if KD misses 30, 35 games, you literally don't have a roster to go through your eighty two game regular season. Now, if you said you got through the playoffs, and now you're, I'm sorry, you got through the regular season, you're in the playoffs, and everybody's healthy. That's a different conversation. I think they could actually make some noise. Yeah, I don't see it. I, I 
that that's a team you look at. I know they're big. The team doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense as a team. It makes sense as a fantasy basketball team. It makes sense as in names. But when you look on at two K, uh, yeah, when you look at is that a good team? It's like maybe they'll, they'll win. They're not going to be bad. It's not one of those things. But when you just saw the two teams we saw in the finals, when you saw the team that was in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. those are teams that make sense all of a sudden. The Nuggets make an incredible amount of sense. The Miami Heat makes sense as a team. The Lakers, over the last two months of the regular season, play, make sense as a team. The Warriors, I know, are declining, and I think part of it was their core guys didn't make sense with their younger guys anymore. It was a weird mix of things all of a sudden. I don't know what that is in Phoenix. You've got some mega stars, and then God only knows. And that's just not a recipe mm-hmm. that's going to go win a bunch of games, I don't think. They're, they're not going to be a 25-win team, but that could be one of those you're halfway through and going, yeah, this just was not what we thought. Durant could miss games. Durant's getting older. Beal and Booker are kind of redundant. Up. Nothing. But, it, but you didn't get any better. What you did is you took on a bunch of money. It's not a matter of what you gave up. Mm-hmm. It's did you get better? And the answer is not really. I mean, maybe a little bit. But they definitely did. Did they? CP3 wasn't even playing. He's 38 years neither old. Neither does Kevin Durant. Landry Shamit. Neither does Bradley Peel. But but here's the thing. If, if the conversation is health, that's a different conversation. I think if the Why? conversation it, it's, is... It's a part of the same conversation. You either play or you don't. You know, I, I can't, I can't, it's like the Clipper thing, right? That we talked about. But it, like, what's, what's the difference between the AD thing? It, there isn't. Mm-hmm. But at least when AD is there, the pieces do make sense. Over there, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. I think that, first of all, the health matters just full stop. You're for everybody, play, right? For, for yeah. everybody, it does. You can't say, well, when they're healthy, bad, but they never are. Like the Clippers, well, we get our guys. Yeah, but you never have your guys. Why are we going to think that the thing that never happens is going to happen? Also, one other thing, too. Chris Paul played more games than both Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant last year. He played 59 games, and Bradley Beal played 50, and KD played 47. Yeah, well, Paul needs to stop playing regular season I, games I, then. You took the yes. words out of my mouth. I want to come back. Don't I want to talk about Chris games. Paul. Chris Paul's season should start on Valentine's Day. That's when it should start. And where is Sounds it going to start? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's not quite 
the NFL, but the NBA has done the thing that I think every sports league is really hopeful on, okay. which is even when your games are not being played, you're still the talk of the town. That You're still constantly mm-hmm. talking about this guy going here. We talked about Bradley Beal and Chris Paul. Talk about Draymond opted out of his player option yeah. uh, earlier today, $27.5 million that he's declining, so he will become an unrestricted free agent. He can go other places. That's an interesting one. And and. The speculation of who might go where is arguably more fun than the NBA regular season. The NBA playoffs, are it's a, those are great because yeah. the games actually matter, but 82 games of waiting for the playoffs is probably third. It's playoffs, free agency speculation, and and rumors, and then the regular season. Listen, uh, it's, a, it's a bad measuring stick, but I'll, I'll do my best on it. Bro, free agency in July 1st, you're going to tell me social media is not... 10, 10x what it is during the regular sure. season. Um, the trade deadline, just how much buzz comes. You're right. I mean, people are going to put out videos on YouTube and this, or ESPN this morning had Woj and Stephen A. talking about the Bradley Beal. Those are probably going to get more views than breaking down game three of the For first sure. round. For right? sure. For sure. So, no, because you can always talk yourself into, if we can only blank, yeah. we got a chance. If we can yeah. just get that guy, we mm-hmm. got a chance. And there are some big names, yeah. right? Chris Paul will probably not play for the Wizards. They'll probably waive him if they can't find a third party to execute Agreed. this that's, trade. That's the only reason why the trade might take a little time is right. trying to find a third party. Find, and if they don't, they'll probably just do it anyway, mm-hmm. and then he's available to whoever wants Anybody. to sign him. Mm-hmm. He's fascinating because he's not what he was, but he has value. He has value both as a guy that's got presence. He's very popular among other NBA players. But he doesn't play a ton. He, what did you say, Emily? He played 60 games last year, but it were the 60 that didn't really I matter. I know. I need the 13 or 14 or 20 or 25 in the postseason that matter. Is there a way to take a guy like Paul mm-hmm. and say, listen, we're going to be a part. We want you to practice. We want you to be here. You can play, but we're going to be incredibly judicious on how we do this. And you're not going to play every day until we get into you know February and March. And then we're going to get you fully in shape and fully up to speed. But until then, we're going to be really cautious about how we use you. I was reading something on Friday that I want to say three of the last, his last three postseasons, he's been injured. Okay. And six of the last eight postseasons, wow. he's had That's injuries. That's not a coincidence. He's had injuries. Right. He breaks down towards the end. I'll tell you a situation, and and I think the Lakers are actually a really, really good example of that. Wouldn't the Lakers, if Chris Paul decided, there's supposedly interest from the Lakers, we'll see if Chris Paul has interest. Let's just say he was a Laker. You're going to tell me that Darvin Ham is not going to figure out a way to say, CP3, I love you, my brother. It's November 11th. No, I'm not playing you 35 minutes to win this game against the Thunder. That's not happening. And I think anywhere that he goes at this point, the only person, by the way, who doesn't do it's LeBron is the only one at this age where it's still, yes. hey, if I could go, I'm going to go. If I could play, I'm going to play. Even for Braun, I hate the idea because for LeBron, Lakers had no choice. Trav, if they were third place with two weeks left to go in the Western Conference or in the regular season, is Braun playing those minutes? Of course and he's, not. Of course he's not, right? They just had no choice or they're not going to make the playoffs. Right. I think CP3, a situation like the Lakers, where, and it, Lakers aren't exclusive one, but any team, aren't you saying, CP3, we don't need you in January. We need you in, in, in April, May, and June. That's it. That's the only time that we need you is those three months. He's old. 
You know what I mean? Like he he's he is not the player that he once was. And I wonder, like let let's let's say exactly what you just described yep. is what the Lakers or or somebody opts to do. Dude, we're gonna be so careful. And when we come to A, are you fully integrated in what's happening? Maybe. B, do you feel a, a particular need? And where the Lakers I I know that they need a point guard. That right, that's the well, the Lakers need a point guard. The Lakers need somebody that can offer some additional scoring in these things. Okay. But at the end of the game, LeBron always has the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. Is Chris Paul valuable to you as a spot-up guy? Not really. That's not really what he does. Is he a great defender at this point in his career? He's okay. Not not really what he may have been at the prime of his career. I don't know what need he's filling because you don't have a leadership void in the Lakers. You've got mm-hmm. LeBron James and mm-hmm. Anthony Davis that, and, and Darvin Ham. You don't have that thing that Oklahoma City or, or even Phoenix prior to Paul's arrival where you're saying there's just something missing there. What need does he fill other than he's probably cheap to get and it's a name we know. Or he won't take bad shots like, you know, D'Lo might at the end of yeah. the games too. He won't yeah. he won't kill you at the but end D'Lo's of the game. D'Lo's far more explosive when it comes to getting points at least. Okay, let let me let me paint this for you. What if cause this could very easily happen, is you keep D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell, you're able to resign him in the offseason. Yeah, Schroeder too as another point guard to play with. Can Even, they can they keep all of those I, guys? I don't think they'd have all three, but let, yeah. let me let me play out D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers decide he's the younger player. Um, he's got more upside. Maybe you can use him in a deal down the road. And you found a contract that you felt like, okay, hey, if he was making 31 last year, now he's only making 18 a year. Hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. D'Angelo could be your, we're using this dude for the 82 games. D'Angelo Russell He's going to play 35 minutes a night and he's playing 75 games. Use him. Yeah. You, and, and by the way, D'Lo, I, I don't think that's a bad game plan to have D'Angelo Russell doing that in the regular season. He I'm with is you. he is more of a explosive scorer. He can get hot. He could do this, he could do that, he could kind of create. My concern with D'Angelo Russell is high leverage, big time situations. Lights are the brightest. Do you have any more faith in Chris Paul in that situation? That's been his Achilles heel as well. Well, I I tell you where the faith would come in in a CP3. LeBron, Anthony Davis, yes, Chris Paul uh, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, that you can actually have a team put together, and it's not CP3 save us or CP3 you got to come through in, in a big situation. Here's a place too. If you stay in LA, Chris Paul may very well be perfect for the Clippers. It seems like that's the leader. Like the odds are that that's where he's most, and that one makes even less sense to me. You don't think CP3 just setting up? Here's Kawhi. Here's he, he, Paul George. I'm kind of out of the what, way. But what do we just look? Sure, in a in a vacuum, yes. You want to add another guy Injury that's not prone there guy? at the most important time? Hypothetically. It's just crazy to Hypothetically, me. the only way CP3 is used, I think, moving forward, is what we're talking about, is that he's playing 20, 25 minutes a game, and he's playing, let's say, closer to 45 to 50 games yeah. rather than 60 or, or anything else. Wherever he goes, that's like the only role left for I him. I like him more on the, 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 the role that you could have him in with the Lakers is more if I'm Chris Paul is for, and never mind that it's the Lakers first let's just say it's team A and team B sure. team A being the Lakers that that's a role that's far more interesting to me because to your point I these guys are the guys that are going to do it. I know that Kawhi and Paul George are better players than he is at this point but neither one of those guys are the leader right that maybe Chris Paul has to fill that 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 takes responsibility you have to play to do that you cannot lead from the bench you cannot lead at practice like that not in any meaningful way and all of a sudden you're burning minutes off that guy with two other guys that never play 
Good luck with that. Would you rather have Russ or CP3 for the Clippers? Hmm. Style's completely different. Hmm. That's interesting but, uh, because be- here's Russ why. wasn't bad for the Clippers. Th- that's why. Yeah, yeah he that, wasn't bad for the Clippers. Th- look, you saw. If I'm pausing on Russell Westbrook, it should tell you what I think about Chris Paul, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not a Russell Westbrook guy, but you said it. Russell Westbrook with the Clippers was, was all right. pretty good. Yeah, it was now, all right. Now, but the, the the rub is, was he pretty good because he was pretty good? Or was it, yeah, Kawhi's not playing, Paul George's not playing, just go out there and do your thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Because that's the role that Russell Westbrook thrives in. Just go do your thing, dude. Right? Like, not a, hey, we need you to do this thing over here that you don't really love doing. That's, it. In again, we're going to do the thing that we've been doing all day. Yeah. Well, if Kawhi and Paul play, yeah, but they never do. So maybe you just do need a guy out there that can just go do Russell Westbrook mm. things. I don't know. That Russell Westbrook is a better option than Chris Paul, I think, speaks more to Chris Paul than Russell Westbrook. It is um it is it, it, it kind of I, I think around the NBA, the C P three situation, the Beal going, the Draymond declining his player option. There's some interesting storylines very, very early. We talked about Am I it. missing something with Draymond? The Did draft it? coming this Thursday, yeah. so we haven't even got to the draft yet. Draymond just wants money, right? Because and I and by the way, that's what I'd want. Mm-hmm. If I were Draymond Green at this, I got four titles. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm a legend. Draymond Green's number is going to be hanging in that building at yep. some point in the future. There's nothing left as far as legacy is concerned for Draymond Green. Is it just a straight cash play to try and squeeze a little bit more out of the Warriors or anybody else? I, is there let, a basketball play for Draymond Green at this point? Let me ask you this. If you're the Warriors, are you not saying, Draymond, we, no, we'll figure it out here. Next couple of years, you're going to match up with Steph and sure. with Clay, and we're going to go try to use some of these younger pieces to go sure. get some more veterans and this and that. I, I think it has to be, and, and this is okay, okay, 27 half. Maybe he signs a three-year, $60 million deal, something like that, where now I'm just guaranteed more money. This is, that's, that's okay. You I think I, he stays in Golden State? You think they restructure? I'm, let, I'm, let me, I'm, let me I'm, ask you this. Are you more surprised he resigns? you more surprised he leaves? I'd be more surprised if he left. I'm more surprised I, if he I, leaves I, as but well. But I also really want that to be true. I want to see Draymond Green outside of the Golden State ecosystem. I want to see him in Charlotte, I, I want Houston. To see him, I want to see him where Tyler there does. aren't other guys in the room going, dude, yeah, we know. We've been here too. Stop. Right? We, 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 I, I know. I know you've won four. So, so have I. So can, so is he? Can you so imagine him Chill out. on just a bad team? No, I can't. Or a team that he doesn't have the emotional equity with, right? Like a, just picking teams at random. Okay, the Phoenix Suns. Okay, just throwing it out there. Him going out there and Draymonding it up the whole time, and everybody's like, "Dude, will you just stop?" No. Well, you you don't have one. It's like, yeah, great. Here we go. Where Steve Kerr basically supports him for everything, even if he Absol- knocks out his own guy. Yes, that. Where there's another coach saying, now, no, you can't do that. I don't think he supported him for that. The other part, yeah. Not when he caved in his teammate's face. That, they're all like, yeah, not cool. But like the podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Podcast. When that happened, remember when he knocked him out and Steve Kerr, the only thing the Warriors were upset about is that the video got leaked? Yeah, well, they were upset about that too, but I don't think it was like, eh, they put it to you this way. That wasn't a, that's eh, just Draymond being Draymond. You don't get to smash your teammate's face in and have, eh, you know, that's just Draymond. Even though they're like, yeah, that wasn't cool. We we really shouldn't have done that. And by the way, finally that video. <laughs> finally, they uh, they turn back on him. Yeah, well, it's took a while. He stays, right? I think he stays. I think he, he stays. gets a little more cash. Yeah, I think he, he stays. stays. Why not? He 
He plays for somebody else at some point. He play, the, Draymond Green does not end Clay his plays for somebody else. I think so, too. Steph, not a chance. Mm -hmm. I think Clay probably plays for somebody at some point that's not there. Draymond, maybe as soon as this upcoming season. Factor Cap, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey guys. I want to give a shout out to uh, Matthew, who checked me out at uh, Trader Joe's, the uh, cashier at Trader Joe's in, uh, on La Brea, because, uh, so I was checking out, I usually wear my AirPods in when I'm shopping, and then when I get to the cashier area, I take them out, just so I'm not, like, rude or whatever when I'm getting checked out, and, uh, you know, he's chatting with me, like most Trader Joe's employees do, because they're like, oh, what are you doing this weekend, what are you making with these, that kind of good stuff, so then he checked my ID, because I ordered, got some wine, and he was like looking at it for a second, and then he gave it back, and he was like, "I listen to the show all the time." And oh, that's like, oh. great! Oh, there you and go. <laughs> he he said he ran into Taylor before too, and he said what? that he'd seen him before too. So, it must be the hot spot for Wh us. Where was this? <laughs> it's uh, on La Brea. Oh, in Wilshire, maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go after the show. He just looks at my ID. Is like no idea who this maybe guy is. Maybe he saw a tall guy. <laughs> I'm surprised Emily was as a Trader Joe's customer because what she described is exactly what they're very friendly. They're very chatty. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. I know you don't like the grease of the social conversation. Like I that. just sometimes when I go to Trader Joe's, I'm in a good mood and I'll participate in the conversation. Other times, I'm like, it's good, and That's then great. I continue on. You so know? his name was Matt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Matthew was what the name tag Matthew, said, so thank you for listening. Shout out, Matt. Thanks yeah. for shouting out, yep. Emily. That's great. Thank you. So uh, today, on this day, uh, was the first comic strip of Garfield. So today is mm. kind of, the, it's called Garfield Day. So, uh, you know, he hates Mondays. He loves lasagna. He's right. a lazy guy. He's, he's, he's a good very guy. relatable. So Garfield is the most relatable cartoon character. Travis, Fetter Cap. Oh, boy. Hmm. this I don't know cartoons very well. Uh... 
Sure, fact. For all the reasons, the, the two things I know about him are the two things that Emily just said. I know that he hates Mondays, which I, Mondays are all right for me, but likes to lay around and eat. That sounds like fun. So I'll, I'll get with Garfield. Sure, I don't. Charlie Brown was kind of a depressed kind of bummer. I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to think of what other comic I, book I, characters I, there are. Well, I, if we weren't going to do comic books, or just just straight, I thought maybe you'd go comic strip. I should say. I thought you would go Homer. I thought you would just kind of try to that's get into animated. that that's world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but no. Anything like, comes in a comic, comic book strip? or comic strip, I would count. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Why not? Fact. Al, I go fact on this one too. I can't really think. I mean, all the other, all the other characters. Um, I don't know if they are. They're going to be relatable. I don't think you're going to find a way to say yet yeah, that he was just like an emotional wreck that was. Like you said, didn't like Mondays, liked eating, liked being lazy. We all run into moments like who, that. Who's the, I'm not a comic strip person. Who is, was it Andy Cap that would drink too much and lay on the couch and ignore people? Is that who that was? If that's that's him, I'll take him. I think he would come home, he'd curl up on the couch, hammered, and fall asleep. I think that was Andy Cap. <laughs> yeah, looks like that's right. Yeah, yeah, Andy Cap, he wears a little like a little like tweed looking yes. cap on. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's you. Uh, Taylor? <laughs> Well, you got your Blondie, you got your Hagar the Horrible, you got your, um, what else, Beetle Bailey. Are you uh, a comic strip I, guy? I, I used to be when I was a little kid, um, but I think my favorite comic is actually The Far Side. It's just like a single- Oh, yeah. It's Gary just, Larson. I mean, there aren't any characters necessarily, or recurring characters, but I don't know. I just always laughed at that one the most. Tyler? Tyler here. Yeah, so- uh, <laughs> It's for sure a fact. I think Garfield really embodies what we all are, whether or not we want to admit that's what we are. We don't like Mondays. We are all that We like at to some be point. lazy. We like to eat. Yeah, it's Garfield. All right, so I saw this little, um, it's an Instagram post, but it was from The New Yorker, and it was the title was, I'm a wedding DJ, and these songs are going to be played no matter if you like them or not. Essentially, these are songs that have to be played at every wedding because it's what the audience expects. So here's the list that they had. So it's YMCA. Sure. Single Ladies. Sure. Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marry You. Like the, I think I want to marry you. Okay. That one, and then uh, Get Low. So those are like the few that are like non-negotiables have to be played at every time. So we have people who have been married, people who've been to weddings, DJs themselves. So Al, uh, there are songs that need to be played. You need to hear at every wedding reception. Fact or cap? Fact. I think there's. Listen, music can bring people together. And if you have a song that everybody knows, if you have a song that everybody recognizes, if you have a song that maybe there's even a dance to that everybody knows the dance to it. Um, Talking chicken dance, Al? Could be the electric slide. It could be any of these things. No one knows that one anymore, but it's more like the cha-cha slide everyone knows. You know? Yeah, but I, either way, I think that I think there's having everybody on the same page is perfect for a wedding. You don't need every song to be like that, but I think when you have one, everybody just starts looking at each other and kind of singing, so fact. Trev? They're, they bring everybody together. They're intergenerational, right? Like my children know the ymca my parents know the ymca and everybody in between so there are those moments where you can play one of those songs and everybody's gonna shout is another one that they play at wedding my after friend wedding after wedding. absolutely hates that song at wedding yeah she refused she's on her no playlist at her wedding ha- happens she can have it not at her wedding but i'm telling you you go to 10 weddings it's going to be at seven mm. of them it's going to be there for over and over and over again it is. It's that collective moment because you can have something that's personal to you, Al, mm-hmm. that maybe I don't know. But if you have one of those songs on Emily's list, everybody's up, everybody's dancing, everybody's having a great time. And who doesn't love a wedding, Emily? 
Taylor? Yeah, all those that you listed are great. Um, throw in some, I don't know, Suavecito or Lowrider or, um, I don't know, Cha Cha Slide. You say that one? Yeah, Cha Cha Slide yeah, there or the Cupid Shuffle. Shot, shot, shot. I'm hallucinating <laughs> every time I hear that. Tyler? Um, I'm going to say cap, and I'm only going to say that the caveat with my cap is that I think that there are genres that have to be played or like types of songs. I think that you absolutely need to have at least one slow song, if not a couple, so that the couples can go out and they can get their dance on. And then, uh, because I was recently wed, I will say that there were definitely songs that you mentioned that we did not, that we had on our do not playlist. For then, instance? Uh, the YMCA was the, Whoops, the YMCA. That was my fault. My bad. Yeah, Valvoline. Uh, instant oil change. No, uh, we. I think the YMCA was definitely on there as far as songs we didn't want to hear. We just didn't want to have all of the everybody get up and do this song right. moment. And then we uh, we wrapped up the night with Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Tyler, since you've joined us, I don't know if you heard me tell this story. What would your wife have done if somebody wanted to play Take Me Out to the Ball Game at your wedding? You know... It would have been really difficult for her to be opposed in the moment because she was so spread out. But it's I think, Trav's song right there. I think that if she had heard it playing, she might be like, "What the heck is going on?" But it, got, we would have, it, we would have been too deep. It I got vetoed. We, we had, I went to a wedding where you got to every wedding is a relatively small wedding, so every wedding guest got to submit their song that ah, they wanted. Love that. Have. Yep. Nice. And I put in "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and the bride said, uh, "No." Yeah, not surprised. <laughs> not, not surprised a on that song. One. It's just a singing song. Wasn't it's not said, Pick a it dancing still brings song. all the people together. It was doesn't, that or God bless it? America. No, no less than YMCA. Everybody God knows. bless America. Sure. Everybody yeah, knows the rule. The the words. Sure. It's super short. It's like ninety seconds long. In, out, Almost done. so short, you don't have to play it. Uh, so, <laughs> Wyndham Clark was the winner of this good. year's U.S. Open. So, uh, if your name is Wyndham Clark, you have no choice but to be a professional golfer. Taylor, fat or cap? Wyndham? Wyndham. Wyndham, like the hotel. hotels, yeah. Uh, I don't Wyndham know. Wyndham Clark. Wyndham. I don't know. He could be a window cleaner. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Never heard that name. It's very original. I don't know. Tyler? I'm going to say facts, only because I don't know anybody else named Wyndham Clark, and Wyndham Clark just won the, the, the U.S. Open. So, fact, yeah. The reason I'm asking this is because his name is so preppy and is so rich sounding. You definitely yep. picture a frat boy when you hear that That's name. That, yeah. No, Travis? it's definitely country club-esque. Yes. Got you the boat you shoes could on. be the head of a bank. You yep. could be the uh, hotel um, magnet. You could be You're not an NBA player. You could be You're a, a board member of a Fortune 500 company. You, you could be a barrister in the UK wearing one of those powdered wigs, but you're not you're not working, you know, the docks. You're not doing that named Wyndham Clark. That's mm -hmm. not happening. You're not uh, you know, you're not driving a truck named Wyndham Clark. It's a very specific lane that you're going to occupy and professional golfer is on there. Al? Wyndham and Sliwa coming up next. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that would work. I think T-Raj and Travis works. Um Fact, this is definitely a golfer name. Uh, it's one of the only ones that you could... It's also, you don't have a... Wyndham's a six-foot-six guard at a Marquette, and he's just amazing, and you got to watch out because he's going to be one of the next best things in the NBA. I think They'll it's call definitely him Windmill Clark instead, right? <laughs> it could go. be, but the problem is he can't dunk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one last one for you guys. So we all have siblings here. So um, something happened, I believe it was yesterday at the Red Sox game. So... <laughs> A uh, person in the crowd got either a foul ball or a home run ball. I didn't see the ball that was hit, but I mm -hmm. saw the guy got the ball. So he's like probably mid-30s. So he gets the ball. 
He sees a group of kids behind him. So it was a dad in the middle and then a younger brother and an older brother. So probably like five and like eight are the kids' age. Yep. So, uh, Very nice of the guy who got the ball. Yes. Turns yep. around, gives the ball to the five-year-old. Five-year-old takes the ball and throws it back onto the field. And older brother <laughs> is just crying his eyes out and just like, "What? how could you do this? We need that ball. All that good stuff. Eventually, the Red Sox made it up to him, gave him a jersey, gave him a new ball. Wow. But- Let's just say the Red Sox didn't do anything. This is something that siblings would hold over each other for <laughs> years. Tyler, factor cap. 100% fact. If you're getting if we're going to a major league baseball game, first of all, the amount of people that get to take home a game used ball, slim to no chance that you're taking one home with you. So if you get one or if my sibling gets one or if I get one and that ball finds its way back onto the field, <laughs> I you are I'm never letting you forget that ever. Trev? Yeah, I, I I know I've told this story before, but my brother went to the Kirk Gibson home run game. Yeah, right? he was at Game One of the 1988 World Series. I was not there. He went there, and he's held it over for me since since 1988. So there are sporting events like you talk, whether it's a foul ball, whether it's attending, and if little brother or older brother fouled it up for the guy and threw it back on there, even if you ended up getting a jersey or anything. That's something when you're all 60 with your grandkids saying, well, remember when you threw the ball back on the field back at Fenway Park? You never let them. And it's like, hey, but we got a jersey. We Doesn't matter. You didn't know that jersey was coming. We got lucky. You nearly blew it. Yes. Um, Cap, this is such a great story. And we all watched it on, let's just say that he just got the ball and nothing happened after that. And he didn't throw it back. That's it. There's no other story. It's a cool story. Somebody gave him the ball. The fact that this kid at five decided, well, no, I've seen every other Red Sox guy do this. I'm going to throw the ball back on the field, even at age five, that he thought that. And then everybody's replaying it. It's such a better story now that he threw it. I think that there's certain things you could hold grudges for, but this actually worked in their favor. This one's okay. Siblings don't think no. of things in good stories. No. They think of things in how it does affect me. What did me. you do to me? <laughs> yeah, also, exactly also right. the the little one, the kid, the younger kid. Sorry, I'm having a difficult time getting this sentence out. Who, the younger, who's, who's talking? The, uh, hey, uh, Tyler here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tyler. <laughs> the younger kid who threw the ball back got nothing. Like they came in, they brought the jersey to the well, older brother. They gave the ball to the older brother. The little kid got nothing. Obviously, well, that's, a Red yeah, because he gave it away. Didn't, didn't want any of the gear. <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, I'm with you, Emily. Um, regardless of the. The consolation prize. I think this kid's going to remember forever. Good story that the older brother found far less interesting, I guarantee you. All right. Uh, Mookie Betts with a quasi announcement, kind of a half announcement. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let me remind you again of the very cool thing we've got going with Rotolo Chevrolet and Capozio Buick GMC. We are teaming uh, teaming up to recognize 10 high school juniors and seniors awesome. who have excited in the or ex- excelled. I'm sure they'll be excited, but they are excelling in the classroom and in the community. If you would like to nominate your child or, or a student of yours or a, a young man or woman that you think deserves something like this, you can go to ESPNLA.com to nominate your child or student and 10 all-star students will receive $250 in cash and a VIP experience at our 710 ESPN All-Star Friday event on July 14th. So coming up before you know it, that, of course, will be at the West Covina Sportsplex. You can make your nominations starting right now at ESPNLA.com. And a special thanks to our friends at Rotolo Chevrolet and Capozio Buick GMC for giving back to the community a little $250 in their pockets. Not bad. Not bad. 10 of them. You Come on! Good, you got a good chance to get it done as well, Tyler. Did you go to the Blink show? Were you there when the uh, the I announcement was, was made? Ah. Yeah, on Friday. How was it? Oh man, such a good show! They put on an incredible show, and the fact that these guys have been doing it for so long—it's uh, the original three. So it's mm-hmm. Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus, and Travis Barker. They went through many different phases, obviously, throughout their time together, but they finally, you know, pieced it back together, and they're they're going on tour. It was so great. But what I will say is that StubHub, a.k.a. Bunk of California, a.k.a. now BMO Stadium, which is where LAFC plays, mm-hmm. while it's really nice, I don't necessarily think it's the best concert venue. For a music venue? Yeah, I just feel like there were moments where the openers were so loud, and I, I'm older, I'll, I'll give credit to the fact that my ears... <laughs> Old man alert. <laughs> my ears aren't what they once were. Uh, I probably should have brought some earplugs, but... I'm just grateful that by the time Blink was on stage, I was still able to have some sort of hearing left. It's interesting <laughs> that it was too loud. A lot yeah. of times, like, you know, I, and don't get me wrong, I know some of these concerts just blow, blow out your ears, whatever the case is. But I'm with you. I'm at an age too. It's like, guys, yeah, turn down a little bit. Let's let's can well, we and we, subtitles. Turn the master. <laughs> and when we were walking in, they were doing a sound check, so you know that they're they're getting prepared for showtime. Sure. So it just was very surprising for me to be sitting there listening to the two openers. It was. Um, Destroy Boys, which is a group I've never heard of. And then Taylor actually told me uh, Turnstile. I was unaware that Turnstile was going to be opening for them. I listened to some of their music beforehand, but I couldn't hear a thing when they were live on stage. So, uh, Taylor, I have a question for you. As the musician in our group, as the person that probably goes to see as much live music as anybody else, is there such a thing as too loud? Have you hit that point in your life where you're like, all right, fellas, enough. Like, Can we <laughs> dial that back a little bit? Because I'm, I'm with... Tyler, when it comes to everyone, so it's like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but can we just turn this down by 10%? I mean, it's not very punk rock to say it's too loud, but I mean, in our profession, especially, or as a musician or as, you know, somebody that works in radio, hearing protection is very important. And I've been trying to preserve my hearing as of late because I didn't take care of my hearing when I was younger. Um, and I'm, I've got damaged because of it. So, yeah, protect your ears. Emily, you're the young person in the group. Yeah. Has you ever been too loud for you? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no, we're going, no Not I'm, really I'm, I'm, yeah. at this point in time, but yeah, probably the same thing where I need to start worrying about it maybe. But uh, Tyler, you bury the lead here. Travis Barker oh, found out he's yeah. going to be a the dad. Biggest news of, the <laughs> yeah. biggest news of all. Forget Blink-182 entirely. Right. I mean, Kourtney Kardashian <laughs> comes in at the end. She's holding up a sign that says, Travis, I'm pregnant. That's such an interesting way to and tell your partner stole that you're the show. pregnant. Yeah. I, like, in front of everybody like that? I, I, I just don't understand. I, 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 Why? I just it's intimate. It's quiet. Understand. It's personal totally for the unplanned. two of them. Well, totally unplanned. Here's the thing about the Kardashians. Right? <laughs> she just got that. Po- she, the they're, poster was in her car. Their whole, all of, 
everything they do is exposed. So they, you know that people have been watching the Kardashians and they're aware that Courtney and Travis have been trying and I know that they've been doing like IVF. Also, and, that's so weird to say you're trying. It's like, oh, I don't really need to know that part of your life necessarily. Well, if there's whatever. a couple that is, you know, PDA... That is trying. <laughs> 120%, it's Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian. They just don't care who's looking. Al, am I out of my mind? Are there not some things that just maybe, just maybe the two of you, you know, just me and you, like, yeah. we're going to do this privately amongst ourselves and Your then house. we, we like, can... Show the little, like, um... So, okay, but, 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 let me just say all this. D- this is the only way they would do it, right? So, like, this is probably right. <laughs> has a lot to do with why they're successful. It has a lot to do with, hey, this is going to be such, people are going to be talking about us on a sports radio show that has nothing to do with anything, only for the mere fact that that Tyler was at the Blink One Eighty Two concert. So, I, to me, it's not like a surprise. They'll probably, do the, they'll probably do the gender reveal at the next show. <laughs> not a surprise. Could be. Yeah. Only reason I'll be going. Yeah. Unsurprising. You're right, but also. Kind oh, of I'm with gross. you. No, it's <laughs> kind of just gross. <laughs> but that, that's what yeah. that's what turns me off into all of that world. Yeah. However. How many different websites and videos are going to be out there right. promoting it? And people are going to be like, how awesome is that? Look, this so. <laughs> You know what's kind of funny? And the first thing I saw when I saw her sign, she says, Travis, I'm pregnant. And it's so funny to me. I'm like, the memes that are going to come out that could be good for this show, just change out the I'm pregnant with something else for Travis. I think our, our <laughs> yeah, listeners take, take note here. be great. <laughs> don't, go, don't go around holding up a white sign with any writing on it. <laughs> okay. Um, all somebody has to Travis do is go blink deep? that Travis up. Goes Question deep? for you. You and this has just from the so Blink One Eighty Two kind of that was in high school, right? Like that was They're a San Diego band too. Right? San Diego, of, I think Poway. Us, yeah. I think Poway. <laughs> I was I was a fan of Blink One Eighty Two back in those days. Yeah. A big fan. How's the show? Oh man, they are so good. They're, the sound is so true mm. to who they are. I mean, Tom obviously sounds a little bit older now, but he's still got that really like whiny sound to his voice that you just fully expect to come out of him when he's singing. And then. Uh, Mark actually went through some health issues. He actually was diagnosed with cancer, and he went through oh, chemo, wow. and he lost all his hair. And he's back to looking as healthy as ever. And they just put on... Travis Barker is 150% the best drummer I've ever mm. seen live, and it's not close. What about Tommy Lee? What about Motley Tommy Crew? Lee? Is he a better drummer than... No shot. Taylor, no shot. Who's a better drummer, Barker or Tommy Lee? <laughs> uh, give me Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl? Yeah. Grohl, okay. hey, Grohl is great, hey. but as far as like yeah. just being able to performative totally has other skills. performative drums, it's it's Travis. <laughs> I watched that. I watched that. I don't, show. He, I don't even know. I don't even. Well, I don't even know if he's too, even known for being a drummer. I don't even think that. That's like <laughs> thirtieth on the list. Tommy Lee plays the drums. He <laughs> it's like thirtieth on the list. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, let's go back. Let's talk about Mookie uh, deciding that he's going to participate in home run derby. Good idea, bad idea, or is this just urban legend? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.